Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BC. AC One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And it's him. Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. This is the Chris Gordy Show. Eight oh five, New Orleans. What's happened? Welcome into the Chris Gordy Show. Sorry, just finishing up my breakfast as we get started here. Welcome in on this Friday, October twentieth, two thousand seventeen. Sports twelve eighty, New Orleans. I'm super jacked up for the show today. We we got a really good show planned for you guys. One of my favorite guests, or, or one of my favorite people in the world that I've been trying to get on for since we started the show, and I know he's been on the station, he's been on some other shows, but we're finally getting him on, and I'm just super excited. Former LSU coach Les Miles is going to join the show at about 8.45 this morning, so you do not want to miss that. I'm super excited. I've been I've been working on like what do I there's so many questions I want to ask him. So much stuff I want to talk about. But 845 this morning, Les Miles is gonna join the show. Uh nine o'clock hour, we're gonna talk with our, our buddy Greg Bedard. Didn't get to hit uh talk to him yesterday, so we'll talk with him. We'll preview the the weekend of NFL games, including the Saints going to Green Bay. And look, Greg's been one of those guys finally last week started giving the Saints defense some credit and you know, I think after the win in De- against Detroit, the way that they got all those defensive touchdowns, I think you got to be even more impressed. And now they go into Green Bay in Lambeau Field to take on the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. And it's a game the Saints need to go in, take care of their business, come out with a victory. Because it would be super upsetting. Look, going into Lambeau is always a tough place to play. And they've got some players. They've got Jordy Nelson. They've got Ty Montgomery. They've got good players on the field. But without number 12 in there, that team is not as uh you know it's not as good so you need to go in there take care of business get pressure on brett hunley sack him do whatever you got to do and let's get out with the victory so that game will be uh sunday at noon uh oh and then also at 9 30 this morning we'll do, do our weekly visit with uh ken trahan crescentcitysports.com preview some of the big prep games around the city going on this weekend so it's uh we got a loaded show for you this morning but like I said, the, the one I, I'm just I'm super excited to talk with Les Miles because he and I I when I went to LSU my first semester there was his first semester there so we call, we kind of almost have this bond together we 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 came into LSU at the same time and uh, you know followed him throughout his years at LSU and it, it it sucks the way it ended it was time to move on it just was but uh super excited to talk with him and and what he's been doing he's got this podcast on the players tribune that it's really it's really fun to listen to i think they've done like three episodes already and then the new one that just came out i think wednesday or thursday this week i was listening to some of that last night and he talks he takes questions and one of the questions he he took was on the 2012 championship game and what exactly happened in that game and what went wrong and I'll play that for you at the bottom of the hour. It's really good stuff. It's about two minutes long of Les kind of talking about that game and how it really shouldn't have been Alabama. It should not have been a rematch. It, you know, Oklahoma State was the team that, every you know, throughout the, the downstretch of that season, everybody was saying Okie State was the number two team. And then suddenly here's here comes Nick Saban popping up on ESPN every day going, well, I mean, clearly we're the number two team. And then all of a sudden the writers and everybody starts going, yeah, yeah, Nick's right. Yeah, we need a rematch. And suddenly, Les Miles is like, oh, boy. We already – and he even says in the clip, he says, we played him once. We put him behind us. We're like, all right, moving on from Alabama, on to the, on to the next opponent. And so, anyway, we'll play a little bit of that for you. But it's just a sample of Les Miles' podcast on the Players' Tribune. 
you can look it up. It's available in the podcast uh, app and and all that, so you can listen to that. But first and foremost, we got to welcome in. Uh, it's it's a Friday morning around this time. We welcome in producer Michael Connor. Didn't uh, I didn't know we were getting less miles today. You didn't tell me it was for sure. Well, it was supposed to be next week, and they called me uh, late last night and said, "Hey, can, can he do today?" Uh, do you think he's going to get mad if I say, "Hey, we uh, met your daughter at SEC Media Days," and I slid up in her DMs? Uh, I wouldn't mention that. Okay. I didn't really slide up in her DMs. Our, yeah, our, our uh, producer did. Yeah. That was cool. She was a nice girl. Oh, yeah. Tr- tremendously nice. What's What's interesting to hear her on this podcast with Les is, I mean, she is she is so defensive of her dad. Like well, It's her father. Right. But but you could tell, like, she's trying not to. But then you, when she starts to open up more and more, she's, like, kind of, you could tell she's There's, a little bit bitter you about You don't want to get in between a... Uh, uh, whether it's a daughter, a sister, a sister-in-law, a woman that is affiliated to an SEC head football coach, right. you don't want to get between her and that man. They are loyal they as are, hell. That, they will cut you. <laughs> they are loyal. Remember Christy Malzahn? Gus was like, shut up. That that just unbelievable <laughs> rant that she went on at a church thing. It was just, oh, talking about Cam Newton. Oh. What's the other one? Jen Bielema? Uh yeah, Bielema's wife. She she'll she won't cut you. She'll take that stiletto and stab you in the eyeball. Didn't you meet her? She was like a cocktail waitress in Vegas. or something? I think something. so. Probably. I mean, just, you unbelievable. Know. Story. I mean, the only reason he's got a hot wife is because he's a football coach. I mean, the guy weighs like three fifty. There's he definitely lathers himself up in barbecue sauce. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll get into some of the games of the weekend as well. Uh, we'll make our our college football picks. We did really well last week, Michael. I, I think I went four and zero in my picks last week. So. I didn't make any picks. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were out Friday, yeah. so you missed. You missed yeah. out. I had stupid stuff going on. I tell you what, that line keeps going up on Alabama, Tennessee. Has it? It's I haven't a, looked at any of them. It's up to thirty six now. Jesus. In an SEC game, it feels thirty six. Like, I'm not gonna. It still feels like it's not enough. I know it's I know a rivalry Tennessee, game and all that. And, I know or, Tennessee's bad. I know Butch Jones is about to get fired. I mean, Butch one, Jones has to know door. at this point, right, that it's coming. <laughs> that, like he has to know. Well, did you hear the crap he's been saying? I mean, yeah, you showed me when we were sitting in the airport yesterday. You showed me one of the tweets or whatever that he, or one of the tweets, but quoting what he said at the press conference. We got to get a lot of population or something to the football. Yeah, population to the football. What the hell does that even a mean? Lot of, a lot of people to the football. Yeah, I, I get, but that 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 right there is the first sign that you're an idiot. Well, I think after his loss last week, he said something like, "We did everything right. The only thing we couldn't do was was score touchdowns." And it was like, "That's kind of important." Well, that's kind of the point of the football game. Yeah, you need points <laughs> you to win. Idiot. Yeah, it, that's what it's going to take to keep your job is plenty this, of points. I mean, I've I've turned on Butch Jones ever since I heard the line about. You know, we're, we're 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 not playing for national championships, but we're creating champions of life here. It's like, oh my God, champions of life, champions of life, Gordy. Yeah, sounds like he should be running a non-denominational church somewhere. Uh, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's what he does next because he will soon be unemployed. Butch Jones after he gets killed in Alabama. But I'm I just keep looking at that line. I'm like, thirty six. That is a lot of points. Yeah, it's too much to actually bet on. But still, would you be shocked at all if they beat them by like fifty? Um, no. Yeah. No, I mean, but because they've done it already this season. Like, normally, Nick Saban doesn't do that. Normally, Nick Saban does not run up the run up the score on Nick people Saban's and, coaching pissed off this year for the way it ended last year. Yeah, but the fact they hung 59 on Vanderbilt and 66 on Miss, on Ole Miss, yeah, I'm starting to think Alabama minus the 36 covers. <laughs> They're starting to get that Golden State Warriors feel to them. To an extent. I mean, they've always had it, but like this season specifically, it's just starting to really feel like no matter who they play... Uh, nobody's going to beat them. Everybody hate. I mean, like outside of Tuscaloosa, they've become the hateable. T- like it used to be, people were like, oh, I kind of like them. Yeah, I'm kind of rooting for them. Yeah, SEC, SEC. No, all screw that. All that is out the window. That now. makes me feel so good. That, that, that warms my heart that you're finally like screw the SEC, SEC thing because that was the dumbest thing ever to me. It's about conference pride. Well, that team beats the crap out of you every year. Yeah. Why does anybody have pride in that? No, I've I've said that for a couple years now. I mean, to me, it's never been about rooting for the other. Like in a bowl game. Like, if it's Ole Miss versus, I don't know, Southern Miss or something, like, okay, I'll root for the SEC team just because it's fun to say at the end of the year, hey, SEC went undefeated in bowl games. Like, not that that even means crap, but it just it's it's just fun to say. But outside of that, it, it really – there's no conference pride. I mean, there's – you know, like, in the non-conference games, there's mm-hmm. conference pride. But 
We well, Alabama's representing the SEC in the in the playoff. We got to root for them. them. No, no, we do not. I'm no, go- we don't. I, see, you you know what you're doing. The the people that go to the SEC SEC thing is just it drives me nuts. As a kid, or as growing up, being more than anything a Big Twelve person, do you think I ever rooted for the other Big Twelve schools? Hell no. Not even when they play bowl games. I don't like any of those people. Their schools suck. Yeah. No, it's it's uh. Again, you know, I, I want everyone but LSU to lose. That's that's what I want. I want every, anytime anybody in the conference can take a loss. Exactly. I'm fine with it. Yes, take a loss every week, you idiots. So uh, you saving. So yeah. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll get into some of the college games throughout the morning, um, and then we got to get into some Saints talk as well because this is a big game for the Saints. It's a big game in that you can't let your guard down. You go in. The Saints go in and play their style of football they've been playing the last few weeks. They're going to get a win. Yeah, they absolutely should, considering what the quarterback situation is for Green Bay. Like, I mean, I, I just cannot find a way. I shouldn't say that because it's just, it's it's still a road game at Lambeau, which is tough. But I would be beyond shocked if they lost this week. I really, really would because of the quarterback situation. I don't think Brett Hundley, you know, showed anything that makes you think, oh, okay, this guy's probably going to come out and be awesome for them this week. It's going to be a growing period, or, or a, there's going to be a curve to his whatever. Uh, it's. Come out and take Cur- care curve of your, to his what? what? I don't. I don't know. I, I, it's Friday. I, I we had a very long like we we woke up yesterday in Manhattan, New York, and here we are today. We're back. Yep. I mean, it's just I'm still a little thrown off. I fell asleep last night, like midnight, finally, and I, I just couldn't didn't really want to get out of bed this morning. So Cubs, yeah. Cubs finished off their season. They're done. Oh yeah, thank God. Stupid Cubs. Go back. I, at, here comes another 116 year curse, you idiots. <laughs> Astros still alive, still a chance to uh, to force a Game 7. Uh, they got a Game 6 tonight in Houston. Justin Verlander on the mound for them. And Good guy to be throwing. The bottom line for them is, will the bats show up? The bats disappeared in the Bronx. The bats have not been, have been basically non-existent this series. If the bats show up tonight, Astros can win and they can force a Game 7 tomorrow night. Yep, and last night was more proof to the... Uh... I think the thought process that maybe even if they rally or the Yankees beat them either tonight or Saturday in a Game 7, I just don't know that either team can beat the Dodgers in the World Series if they get there because that team did it again last night. They're a machine. They've lost one time in the playoffs. They've got one of the hottest bats in the game in Justin Turner. Oh, and then they got this guy just stepping that's up, Kike Hernandez. That's what I was going to say. This little guy, Kike Hernandez, who was once in the Astros system. He played in the big leagues with him briefly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, three home runs last night, including a grand slam. Unbelievable. Uh, How did that guy go? hit 11 home Well, it was a trade. I think he was part of the trade that brought Jake Marisnik to Houston. I, I had to go look at it. Um, but the... That team is just roll. They're rolling, man. Kershaw's doing it now in the playoffs. Did it last night. Mm-hmm. They got a good. They got a good number two in Rich Hill. They got you Darvish. They got Alex Wood. Uh, their their closer last night. Even though all three of his outs were like, if I was a Dodgers fan last night, and I'm looking at one thing from the game. I'm like, oh my god, Jansen comes in and gives up two fly balls, basically to the warning track, and then a hard line drive for the last out. Like, yikes! Don't be doing that when we get World Series time. I know you had a huge lead, but you just got crushed and got lucky the balls didn't find holes um so yeah they're gonna be tough all right let's do this we'll take our first time out of the morning when we come back we'll get into some uh, some lsu talk and some saints talk bottom of the hour we'll play a little bit of that less miles uh, i can't wait for that portion yet. portion of uh, from his uh, podcast and then at 8 45 we'll talk to the man less miles himself when i call into the show stick around it's chris gordish you're right here on sports 1280 new orleans this is chris gordy on sports 1280 new orleans Welcome back in. Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Was it you that told me what the real meaning of the song is? Yes. I still am disgusted by that. Can't talk about it on the air. I know. It's just... You can Google it, though. Yeah. I'm still... It it terrifies me. (laughs) Well, it's weird to me, too, because I... Like, I... When I look at Ariana Grande, she looks like a 12-year-old to me. So Yeah, she doesn't feel like somebody that'd be doing that kind of stuff. People are like, she's hot. I'm like, oh my God, she's a child. Well, how old is she? She'll be what? She's like in her 20s. I mean, she's she's old. She just looks young. She's old? It's weird to me. She's 24. Yeah, older. She likes butt stuff. Saints back in action on Sunday, <laughs> taking on the Packers in Green Bay. Uh, Nick Underhill had a pretty good story um, in the advocate 
saying uh, how the Saints use confusion and shifting looks on the defensive line to paint a blurry picture. For- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. For opposing quarterbacks, he said, try to figure out how the Saints are going to rush. You can watch every snap in a controlled setting, rewind the tape, Sometimes it still takes a couple looks to see how everyone is moving. We talked about this throughout the preseason. It was really interesting, just the different looks that they show you pre-snap. And some guys are standing up. Some guys look like they're rushing. And then when the ball is snapped, some guys drop back. Some guys are rushing that you don't expect to rush. It's Dennis Allen's done a really good job of mixing it up. And I think he's a good play caller. I think he's just, you know, he's lacked the horses. He's lacked the talent. He's lacked the guys to get the job done. And right now, you know, I think the Saints have some pieces. Uh, you know, if they can, if they can draft well and go into free agency next year and do the same, and, and I'm just overlooking this season, but I think they could be really good defensively moving forward. They really could, uh, and that's something to look forward to then. Because right now, you're looking at the team. You're saying, man, again, we talked about earlier this week that there's every chance in the world right now that you're going to be a playoff team again this year. That you're going to finally get back there after a few seven to nine seasons. That you're going to you know, possibly be a shaker, big shaker in the playoffs. Well, he- health is a big thing. They've got, they've absolutely got to stay healthy, and you know, just continue to get better every week. You know, you on paper, yeah, you gave up 38 points to the Lions last week. Some of it was, you know, touchdowns that you gave up, uh, that the offense gave up, and you know, I think for the most part, the defense is pretty stout. You know, they let Golden Tate get loose a couple times, Marvin Jones get loose, but. You know, for the most part, I thought they did a good job. And, and so it's hard when you look at the box score and go, they give up 13 against the Panthers, nothing against the Dolphins, and 38 to the Lions. But, again, a lot of that wasn't on the defense. So, uh, you know, look, just get better. If you can, if they can go into Green Bay and hold the Packers to 20 points or less, they're going to get the win. Doesn't they feel like they should absolutely do that? Like, around 20 is about as high as that Packers offense should be able to go with a quarterback that barely has any experience actually playing in games in the league? Well, I mean, they still got... They still got players. Like, I mean, I'm not Jordy saying Nelson, yeah. still Jordy Nelson. But doesn't it feel like you should that like that offense? Like I mean, I guess because it's just such an unknown that we just don't know what it will look like with Hunley out there for right. an entire uh, Hun- game. Hunley's an unknown. We don't know how he'll respond. I mean, this kid, like we've talked about, he's been in the system for a couple of years now. He's been learning the Mike McCarthy system. He, you know, it's can he? He's capable of making all the throws. Can he in the game? That will be the ultimate test. How does he respond under pressure when the Saints hit him in the mouth? You know, can he stand in the pocket and take those hits and still deliver the throws? And to me, you know, when you have a a, a rookie, or, or, I don't know, he's not a rookie, right? When you have a young quarterback that you're putting in there for the first time, for playing significant time in a game, you know, you want to balance them out with a run game. And Ty Montgomery and this this Aaron Jones who's come on, they just haven't been effective running the ball, Green Bay. So I don't know. I I, I would guess they're going to try to come out and establish the run, try to get things going with with Montgomery and Jones, but Saints have been pretty good against the the run ever since the first week of the season. And that that Packers offensive line is nothing special. They've had issues protecting Rodgers. There's a reason why he gets hit all the time and is doing things on the run. Um, So Hundley, it'll be interesting to see, put the pressure on him, how he handles that. You know, we we, we had him on before the start of the season, and... We knew he's he's special, and we know he's going to have a really he was you know going to have a really good year. But Cam Jordan is off to an outstanding start this year. He's got 16 solo tackles, uh, 20, 24 total, five sacks, uh, thirty three yards lost. Is that good? He's got an interception. Is that good? A forced fumble and a touchdown. I think all that's good. He's on pace for a Pro Bowl year. Uh, yeah, he should be an All Pro. He should be. Look, he's been exactly what I think we all hoped for and expected. 
He's the tone setter for that defense. For me, I mean, look, Lattimore's come on and done some things and I think help bring some confidence to that defense to where you could say he's probably the next guy out there that does that for you. But he's the tone setter of the D's, the best player on the D's, a beast. He's ninth in the league in sacks right now. Really? He's only ninth? Yeah. I don't, see, that's – I haven't even – you just – I can't even tell you who off the I, – I, like, if you t- asked me to get the guys in front of him, I don't know if I could get them. I would get some of them. I, I would have guessed the num- number – I just don't keep up with it like I used to. I would have guessed this guy. I didn't think he was number one, but I know he was having an outstanding year for the Cowboys. Demarcus Lawrence leads the league with eight and a half sacks. Super Bowl week, we were at the um, Mike Ditka Super Bowl party. It was Mike Ditka and Ron Jaworski. And I'm standing right there at the bar, and there's this big guy standing next to us and talking to a couple of girls and whatever. And I keep looking, and I'm like, God, that guy looks familiar. I don't know who he is. And I finally had to ask somebody. I was like, who is that? They said, Demarcus Lawrence from the Cowboys. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, that, that rings a bell. Like, I, But I, you didn't really like know him. Like, You're like, right. okay, like he looks familiar, but he's really having a breakout year this year. That, that uh, guy's really making a name for himself. Just to guess on some... I, I know Clay, Cam- Clay Campbell has to be up there. Yeah, he had one that, first, that nut, nut, nutty first week or whatever. He had four the and a Texans, half. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got eight. He's second. Uh, Melvin Ingram from, from the Chargers okay. is third. We saw him in the preseason. He he was getting the Drew Brees. Uh, seven and a half. Everson Griffin from Minnesota. He has seven. He's tied with Chandler Jones from Arizona. Chandler he has Jones. seven. That's probably... Julius Peppers, of all people, yeah. actually has six and a half sacks. I think um, he's had a game, at least a half a sack in almost every game this season. Yeah, he's played really, really well uh, for being. How old is he? He's dealing with. Uh, I know he's hurt right now. I think he's up, up in, uh, up in the air if he's going to play this weekend. They're playing the Bears though. Thirty-seven. He'll be yeah. thirty-eight in July. Yeah. Goodness gracious. He's pretty good. And then Just, good. Justin Houston, Houston and Joey Bosa are tied for seventh. They both have five and a half. And Cam Jordan's ninth, tied with Von Miller. They both have five sacks. Oh, and Akeem Hicks, former Saint, who's up in Chicago, who just re-signed a big deal. Hmm. Charles Suggs, 12, four and a half. There you go. He's getting up there. I can't believe he's still... The guy's dealt with so many... Like, like he, What was the last one? Achilles? He just turned 35. Th- that's 15, amazing. 15th season in the NFL. <clears throat> Drugs! <clears throat> Well, some of those guys have to take some supplements to, to stay on the field. Just how it works. I didn't say anything. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, look, uh, they've got what? From Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Martellus Bennett, Lance Kendricks, Ty Montgomery. I mean, these are all really good offensive weapons. Mike McCarthy's been a really good play caller throughout his time in the NFL, even when he was in New Orleans. So, you know, it's it's all on Brett Hundley's shoulders. Can he Can he make the plays when called upon? I would bet against it. I think it's that's obviously the easy and safe bet to make is that he will not be able to do that because look, it's just you know, it, it, there's no experience and it. You, I think you have to. Do, the biggest key this week is you have to bring the noise. You have to put pressure on him and make him uncut. Look, I know that he can make plays with his, with his legs, um, and you would rather him beat you, I think, with his legs than with his ar- or with his arm than his legs. So. It's I think it's a tough game to play, but anytime you put a put pressure on somebody that doesn't have the experience out there, I think it's a smart play. Line is up to uh, four four points. Saints minus four in this game. Uh, but you look at defensively what the Cowboys or what the the Packers did. They gave up thirty one to the Cowboys, but that included a late you know last minute touchdown drive. Prior to that, they held the Bears to fourteen. They held the Bengals to twenty four. They uh, they held the Seahawks to nine. The Vikings this past week beat them twenty three to ten, but it's not like they're giving up, you know, the thirties and forties every week. Yeah, they played pretty well de- defensively, much be- much improved over what they had been in, in Green Bay. Yeah, look, I mean, it's as long as you can keep yourself in games. I think that's in today's NFL, that's the most important thing, clearly. And so, uh, to me, I look at the Minnesota. They they rushed for one hundred twelve yards last week and a touchdown. You know, to me, I, they've got to. Saints need to go in and carry their their run game. What they've been having working for them the past few weeks with Ingram and with with Kamara and go into go into Green Bay, establish your run game, get Drew Brees going. Let, let's get that bad taste out of our mouths from last week week with Michael Thomas only eleven yards uh, receiving in the game. Yeah, I need get him going again and score some points. Need to cleanse that palate uh, yeah. from that one. That was gross. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Talk a little bit on LSU, and then again, uh, head coach Les Miles expected to join us in about 14 minutes right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. It's Chris Gordy Show. We'll be back.
Learn what our insiders know about your home teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. All right, welcome back in Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280, New Orleans. It's an overcooked pork chop. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It's my new uh, favorite commercial. <laughs> it's just so random. Ten minutes away from talking with the head coach, Les Miles, here on the show. If you got a question you want me to ask him, shoot me on a, a note on Twitter, at Chris Gordy, or you can email me at uh, chris at sports1280.com. Um, I'm super excited, man. He was, like I said, my first semester, like I was... Yeah, you, you're the one that, I was going like, back and forth from Baton Rouge to New Orleans a lot during um, the Saban era, and then I was, I was going to UNO for a little bit, and then I decided to transfer, so all my buddies were up at LSU, and so once I got the transfer paperwork and all that, it took effective January 05, yeah. unless that was right when Les Miles was hired, so he and I literally came into campus together at the same time. He came in with a large salary. You came in with a large bill. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did because I lost tops. And so, yes, I definitely had a large bill. Yeah. So, no, I, look, I know that you're very excited to talk to him. So, I, I'm going to, for the most part, I, I know I know you that, you've, you, that, you're, that you have a lot to say to him and a lot to ask him about. So, I'll just pop in with the funny stuff, probably, and sure. I'm going to let you get in the important stuff. I'll keep it stuff. mostly positive. I mean, look, you know. There's no reason to get in. I mean, the guy did win you a national championship. He, it, well... And should have won two. But well, it's okay. You got one. Here was I have never witnessed a championship <laughs> in my life. Like I mean, I was four years old. The only teams I care about when they when they won one. Here was Les Miles. Uh, this is his podcast on the Players Tribune, and uh, he was asked, and he takes questions on it. And one of the questions that he was asked was, "What happened in the 2012 championship game? Remember that season? LSU went 13. Was it 12 and 0, 13 0, whatever the hell it was, 13 and 0, because they won the SEC title game, and." Everything just went wrong that night in New Orleans against Alabama in the rematch between the two teams. Here was Les Miles asked about that game. I uh, I think it's a I think it's a fair question. What we uh, what what we want to do is is look at first philosophically and psychologically how you prepare your team for a team that you've already beaten. They called it the game of the century. You won nine six. And everybody knows that Alabama's talented. Everybody knows that they're capable. But you've already put them behind you. And I don't know, to be honest with you, when I was asked, you know, who would you pick as the number two team in the country to line up against you in that game? And I said, well, I I really think that uh, Alabama would be the, the, the pick. And I really would be honored to face a team like that. And I, I think I was telling you exactly how it was from my heart. But reality is, is, is should I have pushed a Oklahoma State who was really the next team to step in there with a loss? And, um, or if I would have said, you know, we'd already played them and let's get to another team. I don't know that that would have been taken um, correctly in in any way but it could have easily aligned us with another team i think it was very difficult for our lsu team to think that anything but victory was going to happen we just played these guys we were going to win and i could not get the the motivation exactly how i wanted it for that game because of that i think it was very difficult for them to get um, ready to play in that game. And if you looked at how we started and played in that game, we were sloppy on offense. Our defense was certainly capable, but, you know, didn't make some plays that they were capable of making. And it just didn't come together for us. And I, uh, I, I, take, the, I take the blame myself. I don't think I motivated that team in a, in a fashion that I would have liked based on the fact that we had already played them and we had already beaten them. So there was, there's just a sample, Les Miles, on his new podcast in the Players' Tribune. I think this was the third one that they came out just this week. And very interesting stuff there. And he says it right there because I remember when this was going down on SportsCenter. This is right around the time College Football Live was doing the show every day and all this. And they were having on the different coaches, and they had on Nick Saban. He's like, well, we're clearly the second-best team. I mean, I don't know what you guys are looking at, but you know, Oklahoma State, they lost to Iowa State. They're not that good. 
And Les Miles got on there, and he he admits right there he was being honest. They said, "Who do you think's the second best team?" And he gave his honest opinion and said, "You know, I think talent wise, it's Alabama." When as the LSU coach, he should have been going up there and going. You know, look, Alabama was really good, but we beat them. So they're in the past. Uh, second best team, you know, that Oklahoma State team looks pretty tough. And you got to think, if they ended up playing in the title, Brandon Whedon, I think it was Des Bryant. Justin Blackman. Or Justin Blackman, that's who it was. That was a lethal offense. They- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We're good, but I think that LSU team beats them. Or at least it's a close game. I don't think it would have been a cakewalk by any means, but Oklahoma State did screw it up. They went, went they lost Iowa State, I think that they year. Lost Iowa State, but then they started winning again after that. But did they did they even win the conference that year? Um, I think they I think they did. I forget how the the rest of the year played out, but it it should have been them. I mean, the table was set for them, right? Um, there was yeah, they were undefeated and they went all the way to that point and they screwed it up. They still went to a BCS bowl though, right? No. I'll 2012? You, I'll let you pull it. It was 2013. It was 20, 20, 2011, 2011 season, okay. 2012 was, was the 2012, the bowl game they was. went to the heart of Dallas Bowl. Yeah, no, no, no. It was the year before that. Okay. No, yeah, I'll look it up here. But anyway. Um, so Yeah, what, they were the Big 12 champion. They went to the Fiesta Bowl and beat Stanford. That's what it was, Fiesta, yeah. yeah. So they were they were there. I mean, they were a one-loss team. That should have been Alabama. Alabama should have went to one of those secondary bowls, and it should have been LSU Okie State for the title. But again, it, I think the only team that, and that team was so good throughout that year. It was unbelievable. Let's do this. All right, let's take a break. Well, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll have the, the head coach with us, Les Miles, going to join us right after this. The Chris Gordy Show right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280 New Orleans. I spent last night in the arms of a girl in Louisiana. Welcome back in Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. We're joined in just a second by the head coach, Les Miles, former head coach of LSU. We'll see if, uh, if he ends up coaching again, but for now he's doing the media thing, working as an analyst in the broadcast booth and doing a weekly podcast on Players' Tribune. Really good stuff. Suggest you checking that out. Uh, real quick here, a moment for our friends at Hover Helmets. If you love LSU football or if you're looking for the perfect gift for the Tiger fan in your life, here's your answer. It's Hover Helmets. Hover Helmets is perfect for young and old at the home or the office. What it is, is it's an authentic replica mini helmet with the LSU logo. Hovers and spins in midair. Features a gold LSU helmet. If you have kids, they can use it as a nightlight. It works great. It's got an LED lighting right underneath it. It illuminates the helmet from below. Hover Helmets now has an expanded selection of college football teams to choose from on their website. And be on the lookout. They've got NFL helmets coming this Christmas season. Just go to HoverHelmets.com. That's H-O-V-E-R Helmets.com. Sports 1280 listeners will receive a 20% discount and free shipping. But you have to enter the promo code 1280 at checkout. That's promo code 1280. You do that, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping on your order at HoverHelmets.com. Hover Helmets the next level in sports memorabilia. So, uh, look, Michael, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation with, with oh, Les. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, my first year at LSU was his first year. And um, those early teams, I want to ask you about some of those early teams because Jamarcus Russell, the, the years that they had him, so good, uh, really as a college player. You know, we, we look past that and people go, oh, bust in the NFL, whatever. But he had really, really good years as a quarterback at LSU they had some really good defenses throughout those years. Really good players that went on to, you know, really good careers in the NFL. So, uh, 
there's a whole lot of stuff I got to touch. I don't even know how we're going to hit on everything in, in, in enough time with Coach, but really looking forward to uh, to touching base with him. So the only thing we have to do now is you got your you know your coach that mean, that meant a lot to you as a college football fan and that you were very excited about. Now all we need is uh, Mike Leach, so I feel a lot better and uh, I get to do the uh, what you're going to do here because you know, I would geek out. If we would have thought about it ahead of time, we could have tried to get them both on at the same time, and that, that would just be radio talk about yeah explosion in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> get to get less and Mike Leach on at the same time. Mm. I would love to just sit at. Could, could we like put together like a charity lunch or something? Just have both those two. You sit at, you sit at the lunch table with both of them. Is there a third you could add to the mix? Like if you you could make it like a power table of maybe four. Hmm. Then is there is there a couple more you could add to to a table that you'd want to hear i don't know we'll think about it i don't know we'll have to think on that all right joining us now right here on sports 1280 the chris gordy show is one of my favorite head coaches of all uh in the college football world les miles joining us coach good morning how are you sir enjoying the day and uh sitting in the uh hotel at the omni and uh uh, dallas fort worth getting ready to do a uh a broadcast uh beautiful day in uh, texas everything's great Coach, I, I got to tell you, I, I love what you're doing right now. Obviously, uh, you know, out of coaching right now, but doing the broadcast thing in the broadcast booth and then doing these weekly uh, podcasts on the Players' Tribune, I think they're awesome. I, whoever put this together, this idea, it's an awesome thing, and it's great hearing your daughter, Smacker Miles, on, on with you, and it's really great. It's great to get some insight from you from behind the scenes of the college football world. Well, you know, it's a uh, it's a pretty special place, the uh, the uh... – you know, being able to, you know, the years that you have in football, you know, you you have insight into what's going on in, on the on the field that you like to talk about. It's a, uh, you know, I, I do this show with a, uh, a great Michigan quarterback and a guy that really knows football. And uh, and my daughter, as much as I hate to admit it, she's a <laughs> uh, she's played a bunch of sports and she's been around a ton of football games and. Uh, so when she comes up with an opinion, it's seriously fact based. So uh, yeah, we uh, we think well, there's some insight that you get at, uh, at less is more. That's the name of the podcast. Less is more. Uh, we think there's some insight that you get there that you don't get other places. And uh, I uh, we also we also have humor and joy ourselves. Uh, we're we're looking at those things that are inside the lines that are. You know, have a different slant. You know, like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is one of the the most uh, entertaining personalities of college football that there is. So uh, I, uh, I've kind of kind of latched onto him and enjoyed uh, uh, his reviews. So, uh, but uh, um, we're always family based. I have my daughter with me. Uh, Manny Miles will call in now and then, and um, my wife will. You know, she'll she'll say no. That's not how it went. This is how, <laughs> which is always a uh, a uh, a wife's ability to do, as you would know. So, um, but uh, um, it's a it, it, just so you guys are, are listening, and if you if you want to get it, it's at the uh, it's offered at the Players Tribune, or you can get it on iTunes, or really you can get it anywhere that you get you look for a uh, podcast. Right, and right. Uh, it's a uh, I think you find it to be entertaining, and it's 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 very original. It's it's not uh, this is not a, uh, a uh, this is not a, a gig that's put together in, in a uh, a way that's not conducive to football, family, and and team. So yeah, uh, yeah it's not, it's not like you're doing this in in your basement. I mean, this is a this is a good operation here. Uh, I, I want yeah. to ask you. I want to ask you, Coach. My first semester at uh, at LSU was your first semester at LSU. I came in as a as a transfer, so I started right there in, in January of '05, right when you came on campus. So I almost feel like we have this bond because we came in LSU at the same time. But I, w- I want to talk about some of those early Tiger teams because my my favorite LSU quarterback of all time is is Jamarcus Russell, and I'll tell you why. When Jam- once Jamarcus took over as the guy. You felt like you were never out of a game. I mean, there was no deficit you felt like you couldn't overcome with Jamarcus at the helm and all those different receivers from early Doucette to Dwayne Bowe to uh, all those different guys, Buster Davis. Uh, what what did you like about Jamarcus and your time with him at, at LSU? I, I felt the exact same way. I, I think he was a, a strong arm guy. I think he could. I think he could run. Uh, he was easily six six and. 
I, we fought him to keep his weight down to like 255. And, uh, you know, if, if he came in at a, a time where the, it was just like close to 260, we ran him. And uh, so, but he had ability to move his feet and ability to run. I mean, a guy that big could actually pull the ball down and take it, uh, get your first down, maybe a little bit more. And, uh, but when he threw to Dwayne Bowe, they were on a completely different plane than the rest of the teams. I mean, I mean, it was six six, you know, throwing to six four, and it was just spectacular. So uh, I uh, I agree with you. I um, I think he was, but the uh, the if you had to critique, if you had to, if you had to look at uh, um, things that got accomplished, the next quarterback, Matt Flynn, who really was in uh, Marcus's, you know, after you know his his. After Jamarcus left, uh, it was it was Matt Flynn's team. He immediately went in and grabbed Demetrius Bird, and he grabbed Early Doucette, and he grabbed these guys, and he said, "This summer we're going to be special." And uh, and he started, and he got hurt twice, and uh, Ryan Paralu came in. So we had early on really really good quarterbacks and uh, guys that had leadership and, and ability to throw it and. Uh, um, yeah, we uh, we enjoyed those guys. Hey, Coach, I want to throw you a wild card because you're a guy that can handle a wild card question every once in a while. Coach O this week, some for some reason, brought up uh, chicken on a stick was his favorite food when he was in Oxford with uh, Ole Miss. Are you a chicken? Are you a uh, food on a stick fan? And if so, what's your favorite food on a stick? <laughs> <laughs> I am not a uh, food on a stick fan. Uh, I, I've not ever had a uh, a, uh, a uh, corn dog, for instance, and uh, <laughs> uh, I have uh, um, uh, yeah the kind of food that I like. I you know if if it needs to be killed, you run it down and kill it, and and then cook it, and then and then you would enjoy the the uh, uh, that food, not necessarily on a stick. And, and the food on a stick is something that you want to take somewhere, right? I mean, you, you want to eat it on the run, and I, I, I seldom eat it, uh, you know, while, while moving. <laughs> uh, I remember years ago, you, you you said you were celebrating a victory on the plane. You said you had several nutty bars on the plane. I'll never forget that. That was Okay, now, there, now, okay, now I mean, there's that, that recall. I, I think you could, you could have a, uh, a, uh, an ice cream on a stick at certain works, <laughs> but that would be the only thing. There wouldn't be any other food for me on a stick. We're, we're talking we're talking with the head coach, uh, Les Miles. Coach, uh, we always see these big-time players, especially in your years at LSU, the Odell Beckhams, the Jarvis Landrys, those guys. But what I think I and our listeners love to hear is the stories behind recruiting some big-name big guys. Who was one guy you recruited hard and you didn't think you were going to get, but you ended up getting him in the end? Well, I uh, um, I, I think there's a, a, a number of those guys that, that really, and in every year, basis, you know, really bring you down to the wire. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, Daryl Williams, Daryl Williams um, was, was, was a guy that really had to be recruited. I mean, right there in New Orleans, you know, John Eric, um, a guy that, uh, you know, really had a wonderful family that, you know, just wanted him to be at uh, uh, LSU. But he wanted to be what he is right now is a mainstay tailback, and we had to convince him that that was going to be what he would do. And um, and if if it, that wasn't going to be the case, he wasn't going to be around. He was going to take another opportunity. He was there were a number of schools that were recruiting him, and uh, I can only tell you this that. Uh, the uh, last time I, I could only go into the house one time by the head coaches, you know, regulations. So the last time I went in, I had eaten at Malachi Dupree's um, uh, house, both lunch and dinner. And, <laughs> and I was just stuffed. And, and yet, um, you know, this was the time that, uh, that, that Daryl was going to make the announcement that he was coming. Right. And so, I was going to eat whatever they had there too, and I mean, I had just <laughs> eaten 
I had lunch with uh, du- with Dupree's, and then I had Roz, who cooks, is just a great cook, and I had dinner with them, okay? <laughs> and and I made a couple of calls during the day, you know, around those meals, and then now I was coming to Daryl's, and, and I want you to know, Daryl's mom has the finest uh, spaghetti and meatballs. The meatballs, I don't know what they're made of, but they are spectacular. <laughs> And I sat down there, and she handed me a plate of spaghetti and meatballs, and I just ate. <laughs> and no wonder I was uh, 250 pounds. So, uh, um, but uh, I, uh, but but obviously Daryl, uh, you know, came. Um. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There was a, uh, a, uh, a story about in the, in the what happened to me when I was in Colorado is um, in, in coaching for Bill McCartney, I was an assistant coach, so I was in the home all the time. You know, I mean, I was I could go to like I we were recruiting we were recruiting Junior Seau, and uh, and Junior actually committed to me and and said that he was coming, and uh, and I brought Bill McCartney in, and defensive coordinator, and. And, and myself, and I said, okay, no, this is, we'll be in great shape. But he says, but you know what? I have never been able to talk to the dad, so we got to win the dad today. And and the reason that I was unable to talk to the dad is that the dad really, I, and, and Junior didn't even tell me this, was absolutely dead set against me and against my plan for him to go to school. Okay? And so... I, so we finally get to see dad, you know, we, my March, the head coach in, I'm the assistant coach, the defensive coordinator. And, uh, so here's the, uh, it goes really well. Bill McCartney does a wonderful job, you know, education, you know, things that Colorado has and it just really just spectacular presentation. And then defensive coordinator says, listen, junior, you're going to be a, a mic backer for us and that you're going to, you're going to stand in the middle of this this uh, defense, and we're going to build things right around you. I mean, you're going to be the pass rusher. We'll go off the edge. You, I mean, just all the bells and whistles that we would, you know, certainly have used with a guy like Junior Seau. And then um, it was my turn. And what I my part of the presentation was, um, you know, we have a, a warm kind of nurturing, uh, nourishing, nourishing. Um, environment that junior would grow and and uh excel and 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 grow as a man spread his wings and see things differently than other than just california and so when i started he stuck his finger out he said you shut up <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I this may be the time that the uh the presentation is going a little haywire and uh i uh I uh, enjoyed uh, his perspective. He said, um, you talk too much, you recruit too much. He says, you're too much. And then he said, and the junior right now is, is sitting on the couch and, and really, um, you know, at odds with what's going on and just, is, you know, was emotional. And so, um, but the dad really took the presentation over and uh in in my opinion did exactly what junior should have done in other words because he knew his son better than the guys that were recruiting him and that, that was the right thing and he said to us right then he said listen i know my son and i want my son right here in southern california so he's going to go to be a trojan and i really appreciate you guys coming in everybody but you <laughs> and I, he says, but he says, Junior is going to uh, to be in a USC Trojan, and I and and Junior at this point in time has still not told me that. And so, you know, I'm you know kind of st- 
still listening and still being a part of it, but, but realizing that, you know, dad has spoken. And, uh, um, so when we left the house, I thought this would be my last day on the job with Bill McCartney. So, uh, and, uh, and Bill said, he said, listen, he said, without you and your persistence and your, you know, enjoyment, because Junior and I had a great relationship. I mean, you know, I, I enjoyed seeing him. He made me smile. I made him smile, et cetera. And so, um, but he says, this dad, this dad has a plan for his son. And, and you know what? Sometimes, you know, recruiting can get a guy, you know, recruit him away from what he would have naturally gone to, you know? And, and to me, that's, that's, uh, that's something that you have to, you have to recognize that you're president, you're presenting sure. what is your best plan for your, for this recruit. It's not necessarily the family plan or the, unless you can see that it is the best plan, then you can get, then you can present that argument. But generally speaking, when, when there's strength in the home, that uh, that dad and mom they'll uh, they'll let the son make the decision, but when it's not the right decision, they step in, and that's and to me that's the right thing to do. Absolutely, we're talking with uh, the coach Les Miles right here on Sports Twelve Eighty W O D T New Orleans. Just a few more here for you, Coach. Um, my time covering you at LSU, and I, I got into the student media and got to follow you a lot, and uh, I did these weekly segments on Tiger Television. And one of the things they wanted me to do, they said, can you do an impression of Les? And I said, he's so hard. So I, I tried to study all the Lessisms and all that, and I could never perfect the impression. But the one takeaway I came away with was your different – the way you spoke, you just spoke differently. Like, it's you never said trying to win a football game. You said it was the want for victory. I know that was that was the way you spoke. And you never say you, you lose a game. It was always – disappointed to finish second so i picked up on the the want to and things like that the, the different ways that les miles spoke yeah i i uh i don't know that i mean i guess what i'm saying is <laughs> i i um i have a uh a dialect a uh a choice of words that's different and i um um and it's probably because i've so internalized you know some of the people i've been around uh my father certainly, uh, who was just a tremendously optimistic and positive guy, and, uh, and my greatest advocate, and Bo Beckler, who knew, simply put, he was fixing to wear somebody out, and and that that really fit with my mentality and how I approached the game, um, and I think it's I think it's the thing that this. Tiger Stadium gives you when you walk into Tiger Stadium. There's a hundred thousand seats, and they're full of people who believe that the Tigers are going to wear somebody out. And I love those great expectations. I love playing to them. I, uh, of course, we had a little bit of success there, which, which I, uh, you know, I, I think that that was a great match. And uh, but I, I, I can't stand to say a really bad bad word it's a four-letter word it just stinks lose i mean if you i just can't it's hard for me to loss i can't it just <laughs> it sucks the wind out of your sails it, you uh as opposed to saying victory it, and that deep breath that you get when you, <laughs> when you won a game you know when you've accomplished you've worked hard you've done all those things and uh I, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm forever stuck that way. I think my kids <laughs> are, could be stuck that way too, because I've, I've done this, I've done the same thing to them and, and, uh, and, uh, they're, uh, you know, fortunate that my eldest daughter graduated from university of Texas and swam and, but played every sport there was. And my eldest son was a, uh, at U High was a state champion and went to the the, um, the dome twice, uh, Manny Miles and he played soccer and baseball and and you know went to the went to the sem- went to the finals in the uh, in baseball pitched the semifinals and, and lost in the finals and uh, um, Ben Miles who was a part of Dale Weiner's uh, championship uh, year um, at uh, at Catholic won the state championship and. 
was really enjoyed his time at Catholic. And, and Macy Miles, the uh, the youngest 14-year-old, is fast pitch softball and right now in uh, U-High. And so, and my, and my wife is a uh, point guard from Central Michigan and coached uh, women's basketball at Michigan. That's where we met. So when you walk into that house, you're stuck, right? You're, I mean, it's it's coaches and players, and and I want you to know some of the some of the damnedest things. You I mean, I promise you, Ben, who looks like this this big, strong, athletic man, when he was young, he was not about athletics a lick. I mean, not a bit. And so you'll on this podcast, we, you, there's no way that that we just can't gravitate towards some of those. Uh, unusual moments. <laughs> he is the coach, Les Miles. Only a couple minutes left here with you, coach. I just want to squeeze in uh, one more question. Um, it, how much do you think you changed from your years at Oklahoma State to to your years at LSU? How much did you grow from that job to, to taking the LSU job? Well, I, I became um, much more responsible for victory than I did. Um, you know, I, I I would I would get in and, and tweak things and. And uh, and uh, you know you know help the calls um, and then you know but what I what happened to me is is I, I ran a fake on a fourth down and it was not successful and I knew why it wasn't successful but I had not seen it in other words in other words it was a drawing I knew the drawing I knew you know what had happened and, and it really just devastated me. And so I would never have a fourth down call that would that I was not prepared that I didn't prepare it and groom it and study it and know it inside and out. And uh, I mean, drawings don't ever do you justice. You need to study that film. And so I, I think there were some sides, you know, the you know how to deal with players. I think I uh, I I enjoyed. The one-on-one, I would I would have a meeting on Thursdays, and Thursdays would be a day where we talked about the game plan, how we were going to approach this game, what we were going to do when we were taking a road trip or or it's a business trip. There's we're going there not to see you know uh, the their campus, and we're going there to wear somebody out and to take victory and come home, you know you know and and go on put them put this shake this team up you know, throw them in the ditch and go beyond them. And, uh, I, uh, I think there was, uh, I think there's, there's been a lot of changes to be honest with you as you go f- forward in your career. Cause what happens to you is, is you always learn from an experience. And at this point in time, I've had a lot of experiences and I, uh, when it comes to my practice schedule, when it comes to, you know, I, I see a, uh, an opportunity to help a defensive coordinator, and give them a little bit more time in the practice schedule. Because when you play Alabama, for instance, when it gets to third down, they're bringing it. And they're bringing it from the left, the right, and in the middle, and different characters and different guys. And you just have to know what it is you're doing so that you can get somebody on that guy off the edge that's unblocked. And uh, so um, I think that... uh, I think at this point I'm probably a little bit uh, I'm I'm experienced enough to know that uh, you have to do a lot of things exactly the same way every week. But then there are those things that must be must be worked on when you come into a specific opponent who provides you a specific set of challenges. Well, coach, it's been a, it's been an honor catching up with you. Uh, I could go another hour with you. Um, certainly, w- would love to have you on again soon. Uh, the podcast, the Players Tribune, you can check it out in the podcast store, iTunes, or anywhere you can get the podcast. I, I would recommend it to any LSU fan out there, or even if you're a casual LSU fan, you definitely want to listen to it because uh, Coach has some great insight into the game of football, some great stories of his years of coaching, and uh, tremendous stuff, Coach. We can't thank you enough for your time this morning, and uh, look forward to doing it again soon. Chris, my my pleasure, and uh, again, it's less is more is is the name of the podcast, and I didn't give it the name somebody else did, but I I I'll stand by it. 
<laughs> I, I got to get, you know what? One of my favorite things at LSU was kept talking concerts with you. You were a big concert guy back in the day, and I, I love talking about some of the, the old concerts you went to back in the day, Van Halen and, and bands like that. So next time oh, we have you on, we'll hey, have to touch on hey, that. Hey, hey, the Rolling Stones, was the, they were the best. And it was the best conference. <laughs> Best concert that I'd ever seen. So, <laughs> thanks, coach. We appreciate the time. We'll, we'll catch you up See again you soon. All right. Okay. Coach Les Miles there here on uh, Sports Twelve Eighty New Orleans. My goodness, he's so tremendous. That was amazing. I mean, I I don't. I hope he had water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we went so over there. All right, let's do this. We're gonna catch up on our break. We come back. We'll uh, we'll we'll reset. I think Greg Bedard is still set to join us. Ken Trahan as well. It's the Chris Gordy show right here on Sports Twelve Eighty New Orleans. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 